What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. My name's Jonas and this is episode 24. Today we're going to be reviewing NXT and NXT UK from the WWE Network from the 6th of February. Two really solid hours of wrestling, lots of storyline development on both shows, lots of cool action to get uh, into which we'll do very soon. First of all, I just want to do a couple of plugs, really for myself, my uh, social media channels, and uh, where you can uh, listen to this podcast on all the different platforms, because I usually leave it to the end of the show. I'm going to switch things around a little bit and kind of just mention some of my social media at the beginning of the show. Uh, first of all, you can get in touch with Wrestling with Jonas at any time um, on Twitter, Spotify, Facebook, or by email. You can email the show, wrestlingwithjonas at gmail.com. So if you have any questions for the show, any feedback, any guests you'd like us to try and tap up for a, an interview slot on the podcast here, just hit us up on that email address, that's wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. Get in touch with us via Twitter. Follow our Twitter page, simply withjohners underscore pod. That's at withjohners underscore pod. On Instagram, it's at wrestlingwithjohners. And uh, via Facebook, we do have a Facebook group, a community page. Just simply search Wrestling With Jonas, and uh, that's a kind of group that's growing by the day. Regarding the podcast, you can find us on all podcast platforms. So if you're listening to us now, you've probably already found us. But in case you're, uh, you know, you're unsure or you want to listen to us via another podcast platform, then you can do on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Addict, YouTube, wherever. We are out there. So back to the wrestling action. We are looking first of all at NXT from the 6th of February. This episode of NXT starts with Johnny Gargano coming out to the ring with his newly won NXT North American Championship. He's smiling like a typical white meat baby face coming down to the ring, although we know that he's been a little bit confused of late. A, he gets a pretty good reception from the fans that falls out, to be honest with you. And this is the, the kind of the first of the... TV tapings following NXT TakeOver Phoenix from a couple of weekends ago. Uh, so, so the fans were pumped. This was uh, the first um, of a brand new set of tapings at Full Sail. There's loud Johnny Champion chants uh, from the fans at Full Sail. So they definitely appreciated his, his title win at TakeOver Phoenix, even if it was over another popular babyface in Ricochet. Loud, you deserve it chants as he addresses the fans with a microphone in hand uh, about his recent win against Ricochet and finishes by saying that he's proud to say that Johnny Wrestling is back. We then get the excellent theme tune, the excellent entrance music of Tommaso Ciampa. Um, he says he's not here to take away from Johnny's moment, he's here to celebrate his moment. Tommaso says that take over Phoenix, Johnny followed the champ's lead. And now look at you standing in the ring with your North American NXT Championship and me standing here with the NXT Championship. We own the world, he said. That final image of us standing side by side at TakeOver Phoenix holding all of the gold proves to the world that this is our moment. Then there's loud DIY chants. Johnny says no, there is no our moment. The only reason he came out after TakeOver Phoenix was to show the world that he never needed Tommaso Ciampa. We then get the Velveteen Dream come out onto the stage to address Champa and Gargano. Dream set says, tonight is not about their moment. Tonight is not about Gollum and his precious Goldie. That was a funny line. Uh, and tonight is not about Johnny Badass in the ring. No, tonight is about the man that stole TakeOver Phoenix by simply just showing up. That's me, the Velveteen Dream. 
Dreamer, of course, uh, went on to win the World Collide World's Collide Tournament at uh, Royal Rumble weekend, uh, which gives him a championship opportunity of his choosing. Velveteen then turns to Champa and says he doesn't want him, but he wants to challenge Johnny Gargano for the North American title. So my question about that is, why wouldn't Dream want another crack at Tommaso's NXT Championship? Or Pete Dunne's UK Championship? Or maybe even the Cruiserweight Championship? Hold on, let's not go that far. Definitely Tommaso or maybe Pete Dunne's Championship. Please go for the North American Championship. Okay, I can kind of understand it. It'd be nice to get a little bit of silverware. Um, and uh, I'm sure his match with uh, Johnny Gargano will steal the match on any card. Um, yeah, should be fun. Still doesn't make sense why he, want, why he doesn't want to go for the, the top championship uh, within his brand. Anyway, Johnny then goes on to say that while Dream was sitting at ringside, he was putting on another match of the year contender. He was winning the North American Championship and the next night he was in front of over 40,000 people in the Royal Rumble. Dream says that he wants Gargano. Dream asks... When Johnny puts his championship on the line against him, will it be Johnny Champion or will it be Johnny Jackass? These two are scheduled to meet for the North American Championship on NXT in a couple of weeks' time, so that's going to be a fascinating match, and I can't wait to watch that one. The segment ends with Gargano standing side by side, again on the ramp, uh, next to Champa, similar to how they went off the air at TakeOver Phoenix, with Johnny Gargano first looking down at his championship belt and then down at Champa's championship belt before walking off. That was a fun segment to start this week's NXT, setting up a future North American Championship match between Velveteen Dream and Johnny Gargano, which will air in a couple of weeks' time on NXT. Then we get a bit of a squash match, Jackson Riker versus Mansoor. So we first saw Mansoor, I, I believe I'm right in saying this, at the greatest Royal Rumble when he was presented to the crowd and promptly beat down the Divari brothers. Uh, Jackson Riker doesn't hang about. He yeah, promptly hangs Mansoor in the Tree of Woe before promptly battering him as he hangs upside down. Riker then catches Mansoor in midair with a vicious spear before finishing the match um, after only three minutes with his modified powerbomb for the pinfall victory. Riker nails Mansoor with a second powerbomb after the bell as the other members of the Forgotten Sons gets in to stand next to the winner, Jackson Riker. We then get a backstage confrontation between the Undisputed Era and Adam Cole and Ricochet, setting up another match between Adam Cole and Ricochet in the very near future. Then we have an announcement that in two weeks' time, Johnny Gargano will, will indeed face the Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. Then we have a match between Drew Gulak and Eric Bergenhagen. So I mentioned last week how the WWE needed to make uh, more, needed to do more with Drew Gulak, and I, for one, was not disappointed to see him here on this edition of NXT. However, in my opinion, Eric Bergenhagen was the star of the match, and his entrance and his antics during the match, and his antics afterwards with Caleb Braxton uh, in the ring uh, in, in, in WWE exclusive um, has made the man into an overnight star and if you don't know what I'm talking about check out his match here against Drew Gulak and the exclusive footage um, on the WWE.com and you'll see exactly what I mean the man just overflows with charisma stardom um, I think he's he's definitely one to watch um, there's a very sweet drop kick uh, to the face of Bergenhagen to start the match. Uh, Bergenhagen eventually executes an abdominal stretch on Gulak and then plays Gulak like an air guitar. Uh, Gulak escapes this move with an all the line suplex before applying his dragon sleeper with body scissors, the Grulock, onto Bergenhagen for the submission win. 
Gulak then gets on the mic and tells the Full Sail crowd how he travels the world representing 205 Live and he has come to NXT and that's what he's presented, Eric Bergenhagen. Gulak then goes on to say that he's the best admission specialist in the whole of the WWE and if there's someone in the back who wants to step to him, come out here and get stretched. Well, if that cues the music for Matt Riddle, mic in hand. Ask Gulak if that's what he truly thinks of NXT before coming down to the ring to accept Drew Gulak's challenge. So we have an impromptu match between two awesome wrestlers, two awesome submission specialists, Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle. Bit of a dream match of sorts between two well-established experts in the ring. Uh, there's a Fujiwara armbar attempt from Riddle, which was blocked uh, and reversed by Drew Gulak. Gulak then executes a head scissors on Riddle uh, and uh, a soccer-style kick to the chest of Drew Gulak. Riddle then hits Gulak with a stiff kick and then a broton. Gulak uh, then gets a high kick to the face of Riddle, kind of like a, a half-drop kick really, but he only catches him one foot before, before actually hitting a drop kick sending Riddle into the middle rope. A painful looking double arm uh, arm bar there, forcing Riddle to the canvas face first while performing some joint manipulation to Riddle's left hand, all in the same move. Riddle then gets back to his feet with a cradle suplex to his opponent, two stiff kicks to the chest of Gulak from Riddle, only to be transitioned into a dragon leg screw. Then there's a delayed German suplex from Riddle for a two count followed by um, plenty of back and forth chops from both opponents. Then there's a deaf deadlift, a powerbomb and a wicked knee strike from Riddle. Riddle then rains down with a series of deadly elbow strikes before slapping on the bro mission for the submission win in 12 minutes. That was a great wrestling match. Lots of fun, lots of cool technical uh, wrestling moves, some good transitions. Then it uh, elevated into just pure brutality. A really good fun match. Uh, unexpected for the NXT crowd and unexpected for us watching at home as well. Uh, but I definitely want to see them two wrestle again. That was excellent. Next week it is confirmed that we will be getting Ricochet versus Adam Cole. So after their backstage confrontation earlier on, um, that match will be fantastic as you would expect. Then the main event of the show is Io Shirai and Kairi Sane and Bianca Belair facing off in a six women tie against Marina Shafir, Jessamyn Duke and the NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler. So Belair goes after Shayna's left arm, just as Baszler did to Belair's arm at TakeOver. There's a face buster from Belair on Duke. Belair then gorilla press slammed Harry Sane onto Jessamyn Duke for a two count. That was a pretty cool spot. Sane then gets uh, dominated between all three members of the Horsewomen. Uh, it's obvious that Shafir is definitely uh, the one with the most amount to learn out of the three heels here. Io Shirai uh, finally gets tagged in for the hot tag. She executes a 619, a springboard drop kick, and gets a, a two count uh, for Shirai on Jessamyn Duke. Kairi Sane then nails an insane elbow for a close and fall of her own, only to be uh, broken up by Jessamyn Duke. Belair then tags herself in to execute a KOD on the NXT Women's Champion, but only for a two count on Shayna Baszler. Duke Shafir gets dumped to the outside. Sane then nails both heels from the top turnbuckle with a huge dive uh, to the opponents on the outside, allowing Io Shirai to leap to the top turnbuckle to hit Shayna Baszler with a well-executed moonsault for the pinfall victory on the NXT Women's Champion. Belair eventually celebrates with the Sky Pirates, however she doesn't look too pleased at being the only member of the winning team not to have pinned the current Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, um, so 
yeah, uh, could that lead to maybe a bit of dissension there between the Sky Pirates and Bianca Belair? That match went about 10 minutes. Uh, a good match to close this episode of NXT. And it could possibly be setting up Io Shirai um, as a future contender to Shayna Baszler um, and the NXT Women's Championship. That was a, a fun hour of NXT, I thought. Um, a, a really good opening segment with Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa and the Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream uh, announcing his intentions to go after Johnny Gargano in the North American Championship. Once again, um, another bit of uh, storyline development between Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Is Gargano on board with uh, with with Tommaso Ciampa? Um, is he Johnny Wrestling? Is he the white meat babyface? Who knows? It seems to flip flop uh, from a week to week basis. Finishing Move Limited, specialising in simple, stylish, and versatile items to elevate your everyday. Check out their Instagram at Finishing Move Limited and find their elevated essentials range at finishingmovelimited.com. Focusing on NXT from uh, the same date, the 6th of February, and the show kicks off with Mark Andrews versus Legero. So this should be one hell of a great match with plenty of high-flying action from these two well-established wrestlers, no doubt. There's plenty of fun, fast-paced action to start the match with plenty of uh, pinning attempts and reversals from both wrestlers. Uh, the match goes to the outside fairly soon on where Andrews misses a moonsault. Ligero nails Andrews with a senton from the top of one of the ring barriers. Uh, that was quite impressive with Ligero uh, appearing to land quite heavily on his hip there. Both wrestlers make their way back into the ring where Ligero catches Andrews with a slingshot cutter for a two count. Then both wrestlers exchange a series of chops and forearms. Uh, Andrews hammers Ligero with his stomp 182 followed by a standing corkscrew moonsault and uh, only manages to get another two count there. There's some strong kicks from Ligero followed by a stiff knee and an overhead kick from Andrews. Andrews manages to hit his stun dog millionaire but cannot capitalise before Ligero rolls to the outside. Andrews doesn't wait to be asked twice and nails a beautiful senton over the top rope nailing Ligero. Leguero is quick to react and back on the inside hits Andrews with a pump-handled face buster for a two-count of his own. And in a move very reminiscent of Kotobushi and Will Ospreay, uh, Leguero attempts a hurricane runner from the top turnbuckle only for Mark Andrews to land on his feet in the centre of the ring uh, before nailing Leguero with an inverted hurricane runner of his own for a close near fall. Mark Andrews then tries to end the match with his patented shooting star press from the top turnbuckle, but Ligero manages to bring up his knees and rolls Andrews over for a pin attempt, but could only get a two count. Ligero immediately springboards himself off the second rope to his C4L Tornado DDT, covers and gets the pinfall victory in this excellent opening encounter between Mark Andrews and the victorious Ligero. The match went about nine minutes and was no doubt a real treat for the fans in Blackpool. Uh, and as I said, an excellent way to start this edition of NXT UK. We then reminded um, of Sid Scala's message from uh, last week's NXT UK to James Drake and Zach Gibson, where it was announced that the grizzled young veterans will indeed be going up against Only Larkin and Danny Birch in three weeks' time on NXT UK. Then we get a, a bit of footage with Only Larkin and Danny Birch uh, backstage, quite possibly at an NXT show uh, full sale where Birch says that they're going to smack seven bales of crap out of the NXT Tag Team Champions, James Drake and Zach Gibson, and take their titles. We see a backstage interview with the Bruiserweight, 
Pete Dunne, who is asked what he made of the in-ring debut of Walter on NXT UK last week. Dunne says that he saw it and he was impressed. Um, he assured down the line they will see each other in the ring and Walter will find out why he's been the UK champion for over 600 days. Dunne finished his segment by saying because he doesn't fear anybody. We then get a match between Candy Floss and Zia Brookside. The two baby faces shake hands before hooking up for the first time. Zia escapes from a head scissors with an impressive handstand uh, before some quick pinfall attempts between the two. Plenty of wrist locks and hammer locks being exchanged here between these two baby faces with Candy Floss showing some heel, tendency, uh, heel tendencies as the match progresses. Brookside executes a nice bulldog and a head scissors takedown before hitting her. Brooks's bomb out of the corner, pinning her opponent's shoulders to the mat for the three count and her first ever singles win in NXT UK. That match went about five minutes and was a fun technical match, a fun, fun uh, little encounter between these two uh, wrestlers on the women's roster. Both wrestlers shake hands in the corner before Rhea Ripley runs to the ring from out of nowhere and attacks both Candy Floss and Brookside. Ripley slaps on a standing cloverleaf onto the much smaller Zia Brookside before the new NXT UK Women's Champion Tony Storm runs to the ring to make the save to hammer Ripley with a stiff headbutt. Storm then accidentally nails Brookside with a second headbutt after Ripley pulls Zia in the path of the oncoming Storm. Ripley takes advantage of the situation by nailing Tony Storm with a riptide pump handle slam before leaving the ring obviously setting up an eventual rematch between these two for the NXT Women's Championship down the line. We see a selfie promo from the Irish ace Jordan Devlin who says that he's been running roughshod over NXT UK roster. Devlin sends out a message to the Scottish supernova Noam Dar and that'll be a, a mouth-watering tie between those two to look forward to. We then see Wild Boar Mike Hitchman versus Joseph Connors. So this was a, a fun match between two heels with Connors definitely showing a viciousness on Hitchman and eventually starts trash talking to the Wild Boar. Wild Boar nails Connors with an inverted tent on um, while he was draped across the middle rope. That was pretty impressive uh, before executing an exploder suplex sending Connors to the outside. Hitchman then nails a frog splash from the ring steps to the floor. Wild Boar misses a charge in the corner, allowing Connors to hit a DDT for a very close near fall. Connor talks a bit more trash to Hitchman before calling him a pussycat, which Mike Hitchman uh, takes exception to by nailing Connors with a pop-up powerbomb. The match goes to the top turnbuckle, where Connors is able to execute a sunset bomb, followed by a second one inside the ring, sending Hitchman into the corner this time. Connors finishes the match with his don't look down finisher for the 1-2-3, gaining the win against the Wild Boar in a fairly even match up until the end there. I'm still not 100% sold on Joseph Connors as I mentioned in previous episodes and would, would have preferred a win for Hitchman on this occasion, uh, but it's pleasant to see Joseph Connors actually showing a bit of personality in the ring for a change, talking a bit of trash to the Wild Boar as the match was going through, as well as announcing his finisher as he was about to hit the move on his opponent for the win. One of my common complaints about Connors has been his lack of character and personality. However, he does appear to have found a voice during this match, and I like it. Ginny is then asked backstage uh, in an interview what she makes of the new women's uh, NXT champion, Tony Storm. She congratulates Tony Storm, but she says she's sick of all the talk of Tony Storm. She is the one that always gets in her way, and she's sick of Tony Storm always getting to the top. 
but everyone knows that it's only a matter of time before the real queen of NXT UK is crowned. Next week on NXT UK, we're going to be getting a match between Ginny and Mia Yim. That should be a fun match to look forward to. Then we get a match between Ashton Smith and Joe Coffey. Now, we haven't seen Ashton Smith on NXT UK for a few weeks. Uh, Joe Coffey on this occasion is accompanied to the ring by fellow Gallus member Wolfgang. And this is the first time that we've seen Joe Coffey following his loss to Pete Dunne in their epic main event match at TakeOver Blackpool last month. Joe Coffey launches Smith out of the ring with a huge shoulder barge before starting to beat down on Smith on the outside. Coffee then charges at Smith, uh, sending him into the ringside barrier very hard. Coffee is dominant in his attack of Ashton Smith, keeping Smith down for a, uh, with a Cobra clutch. Um, after a while, he manages to power out, but only uh, long enough for Coffee to catch Smith in a bear hug before pummeling his opponent down to the canvas with a solid beating. Coffee tosses Smith across the ring with a slingshot overhead throw before nailing Smith with a giant pop-up uppercut. Smith does make a, a bit of a spirited comeback, uh, but it was short-lived before Coffee catches Smith with a huge German suplex, then a massive best for the bells, turning Smith upside down and inside out before hooking the leg for the three count and the victory. That was another fun match, showing Joe Coffey's almighty power, and uh, of course he wants another shot at the WWE UK champion Pete Dunne. Then we get the main event of this episode of NXT UK, Joe Coffey's brother, Mark Coffey, going up against Walter. Now, this was set up on last week's NXT when we saw Walter uh, go down to the locker room um, and where he is confronted by Mark Coffey setting up tonight's match. And, of course, Mark Coffey angry at how Walter uh, dealt with Joe Coffey after his match with Pete Dunne at TakeOver Blackpool. So, to start proceedings, the awesome silhouette of Walter is displayed against a bright white backdrop and his entrance music starts um, and he gets set to come to the ring for his only a second match in NXT UK after his uh, dominant win last week over Jack Stars. Mark Coffey starts the match by chopping Walter with an almighty blow um, but Walter surprisingly manages to uh, miss his first attempt at a chop um, but he he didn't miss his second attempt, sending Mark Coffey in pain down to the canvas. Mark Coffey uh, takes offence to the to the ring general's attack uh, with stiff blows to the back and kicks, followed by a double armbar to the ring general. Walter does manage to, manage to reverse the hold, however, uh, but Coffey nails Walter with a stiff back elbow, sending Walter into the corner. However, this only serves to piss Walter off and he refuses to budge when he is nailed with a series of clotheslines, all of which Walter just absorbs um, and re refuses to budge before nailing Mark Coffey with a huge big boot. Walter then places Coffey across the top turnbuckle before standing on his neck, stretching his opponent out to dry before Coffey falls uh, to, the, to the safety of the outside from the top turnbuckle, which is, uh, even though he took an almighty bump landing to the outside, it's probably a lot safer than being in the, on the inside with Walter. There's clubbing blows across the chest of Mark Coffey. Coffey does strike Walter with a, a double-handed chop um, to the chest, uh, which he is able to follow up, drop kicking the ring general to the floor with a huge clothesline. However, the match doesn't go too much longer as Walter finishes the match with a gigantic running drop kick before executing his powerbomb finisher for the relatively easy win in only eight minutes. 
Mark Coffey did put in a, a relatively good display with some offence, uh, but it wasn't enough against the current no-nonsense progress world champion, the ring general Walter. Uh, that was a fun hour of NXT and another really fun hour of NXT UK. I enjoyed the match between Candy Floss and Zy Brookside, with Brookside coming away with the first ever singles win in NXT UK. Uh, I thought Joe Coffey was dominant in his win against Ashton Smith, and of course an impressive outing from Walter as it continues to prove why he's one of the best acquisitions the WWE has made in recent history and will no doubt go up against the current WWE UK champion Pete Dunne at some point very soon. And he's the only obvious wrestler who could realistically realistically take the title away from Pete Dunne uh, when they do eventually meet. So that draws an end to this shorter episode of Wrestling with Jonas. Uh, next week we will be reviewing even more NXT and NXT UK along with my preview for next Sunday's Elimination Chamber pay-per-view uh, which we will of course be covering here on Wrestling with Jonas alongside guest host David Anderson. Uh, a day or so following the pay-per-view. Uh, I'm also after a new podcast contributor. So uh, if you're interested in progress wrestling, if you have demand progress, and if you attend progress wrestling shows, I'd really be interested in you getting in touch either by email, via Twitter or Facebook or DM me uh, to show your interest. I'd love you to get in touch. I am after a contributor, a guest host, or even someone maybe to host the show based around progress wrestling and to review their shows so that's it for another episode i hope you've enjoyed this episode of wrestling with Jonas. Um, if you did please don't forget to hit that subscribe button don't forget to hit like and to shout about this podcast tell your friends tell your family keep listening to wrestling with Jonas wherever you are wherever you catch your podcast for your weekly nxt uk nxt wwe progress wrestling shows and kind of all-round wrestling updates you can listen to this podcast as i mentioned earlier on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, podbean youtube podcast addict anchor or wherever you get your podcast we are literally everywhere if you want to get in touch with the show you can email us wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com you can also get in touch via our twitter page at withjohnners underscore pod visit our youtube page see all of my videos from my time in new orleans and catch this uh, podcast up there as well just simply search wrestling with Johnners, and you can now follow us on instagram at wrestling with Johnners. We've also got a community page on Facebook, so go on to Facebook and search Wrestling With Johnners. You'll see our logo there. Tap on it um, and uh, join the group and join in on the conversation on our Facebook community page. So we'll be back very soon with another episode of Wrestling With Johnners. In the meantime, take care and speak to you all soon.